Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Raz Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. Hey, girl. I'm finally recording. Girl, it has been some time. We had a time, sis. Okay. And girl, I am so excited to share with you on this episode just a little bit of a life update. um, And also just kind of give y'all a little bit of a recap of the season so if you've been following the podcast for a while thank you for sticking and rocking with me thus far um if you haven't and you're new here welcome my name is Rosalind Renee um I am a licensed therapist I've also been a podcaster for close to four years now um this is the therapy as a Christian podcast but we're gonna go into all that girl anyway I wanted to give y'all a little bit of an update on life as it has been about close to two months since I've posted a podcast episode um, without it being like an interview, I think I, girl, I can't even remember the last time I actually recorded a podcast by myself without it being an interview um, this year. And I <laughs> shared this on Instagram, but I was telling in my Instagram that if I had to describe if I had to describe um, 2022, I literally would probably say it's that gift where Tiffany from Flavor of Love was like, pick somebody else. I'm not addressing this crowd right now. I'm at a 10 because I feel like I've been at a 10, literally, sis, for the longest. So I think the, the last time I recorded a podcast by myself was like May girl. And I think even then I was really struggling. So Pretty much to give you an update, um, over the last, pretty much since March, um, I think February was a little rocky, but I don't think I noticed it really until March. Uh, I've just been in a season and so much of that season pulled a lot out of me and I'm feeling like I'm on the other side of it. And I think that it's very hard to talk about what you're going through in the middle of a season that's challenging because you don't normally have the language of what's happening. Or if you do, you don't even have the emotional capacity to share. Um, And in having a platform of this kind, like a podcast, no matter how much I may um, try to will myself to sometimes have the endurance to press through and share and be available 
to my audience. Um, I just was not well um, in a, in my mental health. And it was just really hard for me to share. And so in this episode, I'm going to talk about life update, but I want to have some points to share with y'all. I'm going to be talking about seasons of struggle and suffering. I'm going to talk about, which may become a whole nother episode, but what I've learned from actually being a therapist one-on-one with clients has taught me about faith. And then lastly, um, what it might look like to wrestle with God. And I think that I'm learning that these conversations are valuable to have. Um, They're valuable for people to have language. I think in general, as believers, we desire to have an understanding of what is happening for us spiritually. And when we don't know what's happening, we kind of resort to our default, which is sin. Um, And sin can look different for everybody. It could be seeking out comfort. It could be running away from God. It could be completely wanting to avoid your faith. It could be not spending time with God and not saying that that's a sin, but I'm saying like those things kind of become domino effects. It could be being like, God, I'm gonna do this myself. And we completely abandon our, our spiritual walk to walk it out on our own. It could be just, you know, all of these things that trickle down into us eventually getting to a place where we feel lost. And I think that's kind of where I was, but still trying to navigate through it. And I think also in seasons of suffering or seasons that are challenging, there is a true, uh, I think, questionable place, which is valid of why is this happening, Lord? So for me, um, in transparency, but also still holding some things very privately that I'm not fully comfortable with sharing, um, a lot of stuff shifted for me business-wise. So I shifted my business completely to doing counseling, which before I was doing coaching, which y'all have probably heard me talk about before. And that was very lucrative for me, um, very lucrative. Um, and, and I loved coaching. But I had recently got my counseling license and I felt the nudge from God to like switch my business over. Additionally, I was very burnt out with having to like show up on social media a lot, kind of just maintain um, being available in that way and really didn't have the capacity to create the systems for that. I was doing a lot on my own. I'm a solopreneur, of course. I've been in entrepreneurship for a year now and I just really questioned everything. So switching to counseling, which requires a lot of emotional capacity because I am assisting people in carrying their trauma and being available to them is really um, a a humility part. And it takes a lot of humility. It takes a lot of emotional awareness. And I don't think I prepared myself for that. And so in understanding all of that as well financially things were different um and also parenting is g-h-e-t-t-o okay my child is literally one and a half and i feel like i have a whole on teenager even though i know i don't but in saying that to say like parenting is challenging but also fighting the fighting the true like pride of I gotta show up on social media I gotta be there and really to be honest y'all I just didn't have it and so I think 
God allowed me to go through a season of true, um, I don't even want to call it rebellion, but just like I became very angry with the way things were. I wasn't happy. I wasn't very aware that I wasn't happy, but I think when I finally realized I wasn't happy, I got mad that I'm not happy and I'm not enjoying this because the reality of the situation is that I've done mental health for so long. That's all I really know. So why am I not happy with this? And really questioning God about like, why am I in this place? And it was like that for months. And so I didn't realize it was pride, but my went back to my default sin of God, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. I'm just, I'm going to kind of maintain control of this or try to figure this out on my own, which is easy to say now, but like in the interim of that, you sometimes don't know you're trying to take control. And really what I realized is that I was struggling without the Lord. And I think, um, to address doing things with God is a whole nother topic for another day. I think that when you're in a place where you're struggling and you're trying to do it without the Lord. And when I say do it without him, it's like, I wasn't spending time with God. When I would come to God, I would feel very frustrated and complaining. I wasn't really trying to sit to listen. I would go to everybody and their mom and their auntie and their grandma to like talk about what's going on. And although community is valuable, I think I wasn't even receptive to what community was telling me because I just was so angry. Additionally with that, there are a lot more personal things that happened. And so timeline wise, I just was like, this isn't going to work, Lord. Like what is happening? And so also feeling as though there was a pivot to, I think also when you do things in a way where you're trying to pursue your, trying to pursue the things that God is calling you to, you feel very heavy. And there is a space, I was talking to a friend today and she kind of named it where there's limbo between you wanting to fully accept the thing that he's pushing you towards versus what you want. And there's a lot of you dying that has to happen. And I don't think I realized that I was in a place of like my flesh literally dying. I think I just was like, this is ghetto. I'm upset. Really, I wasn't even saying those words, girl. They were like harsher words. And it just wasn't fun. Um, And so I just did not have the emotional capacity to show up. And although I don't think people take that as like obligation, but I think when you've done it, like I've shown up on this podcast almost weekly for close to four years, when you've done something for so long, you can feel like it becomes obligation. And truly my only obligation is to my family and the Lord um, that comes first. And then everything else that flows from that is, is truly because I, I have the grace or, or God's given the grace to be able to maintain it or do it. And so it's really hard when you feel guilty a lot or you feel obligated or you feel bad about not showing up, but I just was on empty. And so I say that to say, because I really want um, the next couple of podcasts to talk about this suffering season, because I think in some ways we don't, I think realize all the time that suffering is supposed to happen or is going to happen. And it's a part of the plan. I think of life that suffering is, um, is supposed to happen. We, I think as believers, but I think even too as African Americans, and, and I know that's not the majority of my podcast, but you know, my other counterparts 
um, of other races know too, just how much suffering really is hard for us to process through because at sometimes suffering triggers a lot of trauma response in whatever way possible. And I really want to delve into what I feel like God has shown me. Our trauma responses can sometimes be defense mechanisms and cause us to sin. And they push us away from the place of righteousness when we're trying to maintain that. And it's very hard to do that when you are doing it without the Holy Spirit and really giving Holy Spirit the space and the place in your life to do so. So I want to teach you all what God has kind of revealed to me over the course of time in the last four to five months, because it's really March, April, May, June, July, August. Girl, baby. <laughs> Girl, I think it's been six months. Wow. Um, just about struggle and suffering. Struggle and suffering as a parent, as a wife, as a believer, baby, just a person that's trying to obey the Lord, as a person that's, you know, doing, um, you know, trying to get to a, a goal or a place I think it's very important that we talk about this because I think as a community and a body, it's a process. And even though we don't enjoy process, we have to go through process. And I think if there was more language and more things that we discuss, this could be more of a place of of refuge and understanding that at the end of the day, God is still good, even when he doesn't feel like it. Because truly also when you're in seasons of suffering, the Lord does not feel good, like I remember there was a time, um, a long period of time where hearing scripture was even annoying. Hearing somebody tell me God's going to work it out was annoying. Hearing like the resistance to anything related to God was so prevalent because I was so angry. And I think anger is normal and it's an emotion that I think the Lord has given us. But knowing how to navigate that is very important. And I also think that I've learned a new level of understanding that God can handle my emotions because he gave them to me. Um, He gave emotions to all of us as humans. And I think the capacity in which we process and deal with emotions is necessary but really understanding that sometimes the way we process emotions and respond to them can be trauma responses. They can be um, very isolating. It can bring triggers of depression. It can bring triggers even to point of where somebody may feel like they don't want to live anymore. Like those are real things practically, but also spiritually, the devil only wants us to get to a place to destroy us. And because we have Jesus, it is so important for us to know there is hope at the end of this and that at the end of the day, God is still good. And I can only say that now, sort of on the other side, because again, truly nothing has really shifted. Perspective wise, things have shifted because I feel like I'm doing it with God. And so I also want to address with seasons of suffering, there are times where we feel and can hold on to seasons where we were really good with God and we almost covet or like really desire to be back in that old place that we stay stifled to when God brings new seasons or things that are very hard 
and we we get paralyzed to not move or we get paralyzed that I'm not at this old place where it's like every time I heard God's name I want to bust into tears like that is not often often the reality of where we will be in our faith and to stay in those places um, of old seasons is understanding that you are going to have to grow as you progress there will be seasons where there is not good things happening and so to stay in a place where you feel like you have to stay in this old place or even do things that you used to do is not practical nor is it helpful to 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 feel that way but that doesn't mean the old things you did like prayer spending time with God spending time with community um listening to things that pour into your heart aren't helpful um and so I think that's also where I was of just like I can vividly remember seasons where I was like super good with God I was hearing him about my business he was talking to me consistently or I heard felt like he was opening it up to me consistently to where silence and even still still today like I still often feel silent but I feel more um guidance by the Holy Spirit I feel more hope I feel more peace I feel more energy um, enthusiasm about this walk and I think there just again needs to be conversations about this and so that's really around the struggle and suffering piece the other thing I want to address is as a as a practitioner who does um, counseling now with um, clients primarily my clients are adults I don't serve teenagers I really realize like, I don't think that's my area of focus um, pretty much primarily I serve around 20 year olds to I think my oldest client is in her 50s uh, with some of the work that I've done but primarily millennial age so around or Gen Z so kind of around 20 to 35 38 is around the area I serve um I serve black uh African Americans and whites and I've had some like um other races as well I genuinely enjoy serving all of them actually um and so everybody offers a different lens but I say that to say what I've learned as a practitioner about faith is I think it's rocky for all of us. <laughs> like, I don't think that there's a measuring stick on who is or isn't struggling. I think that everybody has different things that they deal with. And we've all been impacted in some way by something um, to lie and say you aren't impacted. I truly think it's just avoidance to a real issue. But that's a whole nother story. Um, what I've learned about faith as a practitioner is that we I think we as a people are just learning about trauma um even as a even as a therapist I'm aware and really have this experience and maybe in the last seven years of my work um about trauma but the real impact of it is extremely um insightful but also that um as someone who is like reading about trauma, seeing it play out with people, I think what I've also learned is that it really, really rocks us and our responses can be unknown. So whether you are an avoider, if you're someone that doesn't feel like you need help, if you're a perfectionist, if you're someone that struggles with people pleasing, 
if you are someone that struggles with codependency and self-esteem or you react emotionally and impulsive if you are someone that may even like struggle with something like ADHD like that's something I, I know I've talked about like I was diagnosed with ADHD earlier this year um just like those factors can play a part into it but I've also learned more recently that conversations around these things are never far from the Lord I even think they're so close to him I've been reading a lot in around some of the things in the Bible of just how bad people were (laughs) like just so wicked just so bad but that their humility before God and vulnerability and ability to be extremely vulnerable with him just allowed grace to happen and I say grace but also just more so God moving um and I think that we negate at times when we are going through seasons of struggle like this, um, that it can be hard to see God in the middle of that. The other part of that I think I've learned as a practitioner is that healing takes time. Um, I've become more understanding that I struggle with patience um, and really stamina to like see things through, like just to be honest, because I want things my way, to be honest with you, with you child. And because I want things my way, there is a lack of patience there. And my ability to try to fix it is just very, very minuscule to the way God can do things. Um, And so uh, healing takes time. I um, have been in therapy for four and a half years. Um, And that's not a stamp of a badge of honor. It's more of just like saying the amount of awareness um whereas I thought I was a, I thought I was good maybe the first year into therapy the practice of going through more counseling is just only revealing more of what I've realized for myself individually that it takes a lot of time to unravel some of these things um and I can only imagine what would the lifetime work that the Holy Spirit has to do in us to get us to a place of righteousness, which will never be fully perfect. Um, but wanting to walk it out, walk out your walk out your walk with God, because even though you're, you're saved, practically, yes, you 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 get saved, you have eternal life. But the walking out part, the sanctification piece of being extremely sinful to walking things out with God to become righteous um, is a process. And coupling that with processing trauma, processing hurt and pain and people who have legitimately hurt you. And and I think it grie- I, what I have felt more than anything over the last couple of months is the grief God feels. I think we put a lot of, I think we put a lot of, of our, that process of what we, what we think God thinks are like, oh, he's not in control or he's not doing anything. But I truly think, and now what I've learned is like sin is very abundant in this world. And because of that, people are going to be prideful. People are going to do things. And I think it grieves God so much than we probably give it credit for of just how much it hurts him to probably see the state of the world the way it is. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And I have felt that in moments. Um, I have felt a lot of anger at times towards the like the church and faith in general i felt very angry about people who are in high like have platforms in high places and just are extremely prideful and you can see it and i have just been like god why is it like this why why and like people aren't paying attention or people aren't seeing and even probably for myself just like more so the things that i've seen from me inside of me like I'm not even representing, but I think we all have to come to a place of um, general understanding that at the end of the day, God does know what's going on, but it grieves him. I think it grieves him extremely. Um, And again, we all have the Holy Spirit. He can be grieved. Well, I don't say we all have the Holy Spirit because not everybody had the Holy Spirit, but um, he can be grieved. And so it saddens, I'm pretty sure, um, God to be disconnected from his kids or feel like he can't help because of a genuine lack of sometimes our understanding or our ability to want to be in control. Um, and so there's grace for that. I, I have I have had many days more recently of just being tearful over God keeping me. Um, even when I wasn't in my right mind and very angry towards him, like keeping me to try to maintain this walk, because at the end of the day, without ambition, um, like none of that really matters. And so lastly, just to close, um, and again, I can go into more detail about what I've learned as a practitioner, um, about faith, but more so than anything, wrestling with God and doing it without him. I think one of the things I've learned is the true impact of like when you're working out things and I want to, I want to talk about wrestling with God and like also like working out things, like working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Like I want to really like kind of give the context. I think, um, comes when it comes to like really wrestling with God your flesh really is trying to keep you at comfort your flesh really really girl wants you to like turn up and be like if it all baby whatever I ain't gotta deal with this your flesh really does not want to accept anything related to the faith at all nothing it doesn't want you to be kind it doesn't want you to be good it doesn't want you to be free it doesn't want you it wants you to be in despair uh I can even remember there was a time girl there's been so many things where I've tried to get back to that place of like god I know I know you're here I just am struggling I remember doing like a self-sabotage workbook and I was processing with god just where I was emotionally with um career and I remember thinking to myself, um, if I try anything new, I'm doing something wrong. And that was a true thought for me. Like if I leave this and go somewhere else, or if I, 
if I just kind of abandon my work in mental health, like I feel like I'm doing something wrong. And it led me to down a road of just kind of like trying to like pursue another career. And even still, I'm kind of navigating through that desire. I, I, I wrestled with God about that because I felt like you told me to do this. So I have to stick with it, but I am not happy. And I think there's grace in God even allowing me the opportunity to, to choose something else. But that wrestling with him is my flesh being like, I want this thing. I don't want what you told me. And regardless of what that is for you, whether you're in a single season and you're wrestling with God about healing first before you really step into another relationship, like that time frame of like, how long is this going to take? Or like, what is going to happen? You fight it because you're like, this is not what I want. I want comfort to be with somebody. And so what I've realized more so than anything is that wrestling without him is more detrimental and probably causes more time to happen, but there's still grace for that. I've often even thought that he will restore time, um, but we can spend more time negating that by trying to be in limbo and just not being fully accepting of whatever because we are struggling. Um, even as a parent, like, I know there's all this whole thing about practicing gentle parenting, girl, but like that is a real thing for us right now with our son. He's in a very like everything is everything is issue. I mean, literally this morning I gave him a sippy cup with milk. He wanted milk. He wanted it in a bottle. But because it was in a sippy cup, he was so angry. I literally just like put the sippy cup in his mouth and he started drinking it. But before then, just wand. And I'm like, how exhausting is this that you don't even know what you want? Okay, but I say that to say, you know, that is me being triggered by a 20 month old that literally doesn't know what he wants. But at the same time, it's navigating through like, I don't want to destroy my child because of my triggers. And I don't want to destroy, quote unquote, my calling or the things that I've been called to do because of my triggers of what my flesh wants and really what my flesh wants is to cause me to sin and be away from the Lord. And so time with God was very non-existent. I think there were moments where I would try to press into getting back into my quiet time. And y'all have heard me talk about this before. It's not a religious thing. It's genuinely, I truly think it's our lifeline. Um, it's not, it does not have to be a religious thing, but it's necessary to be in the presence of God. Um, allowing him to be your dwelling space. And so more recently over the last, maybe it's in four weeks now, but me and a friend were talking and she kind of went through the same, she was going through the same thing. And we just started an accountability of waking up early in the morning. Um, I wake up anywhere around 5.30 to 5.45 to be downstairs in front of my word by 6 because I get my son ready at seven to try to get a solid hour. Now, sometimes it's like 6.15, but I do not try to go Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday without doing it. And there have been days I missed. I mean, genuinely, like, there are some days I just sleep in, but it's not often. It has not been often in the last month. Um, that's been the most grounding thing I have can say I've done. And to be honest with you, 
there are a lot of days I don't get much out of my time. It's not a monumental, like, I've said this before, like, it ain't no, like, oh, my God, like, this whole thing where I'm bawling in front of my Bible. Like, girl, it's not. I think it's just the faithfulness to try to seek what's happening. And truly, some in that time, I wasn't even praying out loud. Like, truly, prayer has even been a challenge. Um, I've just been writing everything out, just, like, writing my emotions. And I'm thinking about publishing the um the um devotion well not devotional it's kind of like a time with god journal thing but like i've been using it consistently for a month and it's been a game changer so if y'all are interested in that let me know dm me on instagram i've been using it um but it forces you to write your feelings out and it also gives you a space to like have gratitude and also write out your emotions and your devotional and all that kind of stuff So using that has been very impactful, to be honest. Um, And it has been the most grounding thing. And over time, I feel like doing that, I've just seen God break my heart down in ways to be before him. So ultimately having a full breakdown and being like, Father, I just really need you right now. And so it's just shifted a lot of things. That's been the most grounding thing. But I think... I, at that point, acknowledge that I'm doing this with you. I can't or no longer can do this without you. It is very hard to do things without God. No, I'll take that back. It can be very easy to do it without him, but it won't be longstanding when you are his. It is easy to do things without God, but it's not sustainable, nor is it longstanding when you are his. Because when you are God's kid, I think that you can't really go long periods like you can but you are not satisfied like you'll be satisfied in the moment but you are not satisfied fully you're not genuinely fully satisfied and I think for me that's where I was just like I knew there was a rift I knew there was some dissatisfaction I knew that he was the one that can fix it Jesus is the only one that can do this and I think Knowing that has been hard because it really reinforces the fact that I'm not in control. And when you know you're not in control, it's really hard for you to like come to. It's a it's a humility pill, to be honest with you. But I would rather do it with him than not, even though, girl, girl, it is so ghetto. Oh, but I'd rather be in the land of the living with God than not be. Um. And it's, it's getting easier to acknowledge that really it's my sinful nature that really just wants me to be away from him. And so trying to do that while you're healing, I, when I say my heart, my entire heart goes out to you all who are healing through trauma, who are faced with the reality of what your parents did, of what your, of what a spouse did of what your child may be doing or what your child may be experiencing right now or health-wise or just true, true, like, trauma and how it's showing up. My heart is with you. And believe me when I tell you, if my heart is with you, I can only imagine the love and genuine 
intentional concern the father has for you even when it doesn't feel like it it can feel very isolating it feels like your emotions are literally unraveling and you don't have a handle on it and it can be very long-standing um I remember just going through a lot of the processing that I went through in counseling and I will say I'm fortunate to have some awareness because I've been to school for some of this but it doesn't take away from my experience and I think um, my heart is with you it's very hard Um, so I just wanted to say that as a means of being with you if you're grieving right now all of those things those are things that are very very necessary for you to be supported with in counseling so more podcasts to come I have literally an arsenal of podcasts that I cannot wait to share with y'all more information based but also I'm going to tie faith into a lot of them but they've been like as things come on my mind I'll just like put put them down as a topic because I think they're just necessary to revisit, but also navigate through. So um, be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm thinking about, and I had a friend ask me to do another Time With God challenge. Um, We did it at the top of the year with the society, and then I've done them over the last couple of years. I have to really pray about what that looks like, and I want to do it different. I don't kind of want to do the same thing I've done. So, um. If you're interested in that, let me know. Um, And yeah, I will be sending out more emails actually to my email list. So if you're interested in that, please join my email list. I'll leave the link below for you. It's been, when I say it's been a dry 2022 for me serving you all, it's been dry, baby. But I want to get back to that. Um, And I know you all understand time. So thank you for that. Thank you for your grace towards me in that way. Anyway, connect with me on Instagram, girl. I have been showing up on there. And when I tell y'all, I am my full authentic self, okay? One thing I have learned in this season more recently is I am myself and I don't have to hide that. And I am a whole goofball in real life, okay? Um, So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Follow me on Instagram, join the email list. Let me know about all the things that I asked you Um, and more things will be coming. And I love y'all so much. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.